Daily Gazette Company presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Thank you, Scott Geezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast studio in Schenectady, New York, and I hope everyone has a happy Thanksgiving. And as you can tell, my voice is kind of a little shot right now, battling a cold, so uh, bear with me throughout this podcast. We'll have a little union hockey talk in the second half of this podcast, but we're going to talk high school football in segment one. And Adam Schinder, our Gazette colleague, is here to talk about all five teams in Section 2 got past the first round. They're on to the regional final. Yeah, everyone down to, uh, to Fowler Field in Middletown is uh, here with the, with, the, with, the, with the husky dulcet tones uh, of sickness <laughs> shot. <laughs> yes, yeah, a very deep tone. But let's start um, Niskuna again. Yeah, big, they get to their, their, their regional final for the first time. They beat Cadadegua uh, Academy 14-7 last Friday. They're going to take on Summers which uh, beat Our Lady of Lords 20 to 18 in overtime, and they're tied for the number one state ranking in the in the in the state. I apologize. This thir- should be 35 28 in overtime. It's a little uh, okay. <laughs> little I had a little typo there for some reason, but in, uh, I was at Niskew's game against Canandaigua Academy last week. Uh, hadn't seen them since the last time they lost, uh, which was at LaSalle uh, early in the regular season. They've won nine straight games since then, and this was just uh, a real masterclass in in execution and coaching. You know, the Team was bad, had stopped. Niskuna stopped Canandaigua on fourth down in Niskuna territory five wow. separate times. Wow, that's a lot. Uh, really, the defense showed up. Uh, Canandaigua was running back Tyshe Crockton and run for three hundred yards and four touchdowns the week before. Really was essentially a non-factor in the game until he scored a sixty-two yard touchdown on a pass uh, in the last minute uh, of the fourth quarter, and then Niskuna recovered an onside kick to, to end things. Wasn't a huge offensive day for Niskuna. They had four long pass plays, and then uh, the running back Isaiah Lanier just toughed out a, a lot of runs. Uh, 149 rushing yards on 26 carries. Had a couple of big carries in the fourth quarter that got some key for, the key first downs. This Niskuna team just keeps on trucking, uh, but this is a really really tough game coming up Friday night. Somers uh, is the Num- tied for the number one state ranking by the New York State Sports Writers Association with uh, Garden City out of Long Island. Long Island does not participate in the NISFA tournament, so if you want to consider a, you know, finger quotes, number one seed in this tournament, it would probably be Somers. Uh, they were a state finalist last year. Really, really strong team. Tough matchup for, for Niskayuna, but at this point, it's hard to doubt what Niskayuna is doing. Every week, uh, at this point, is the farthest they've ever gone. Yeah, I mean, what's it going to take to beat this summer's team? I mean, I mean do they get to, get to continue what they're doing and not not get caught up in the moment? Yeah, it's it's very much the they have to play the exact same game plan they did uh, this past week against Canandaigua. They want to start fast, which they did, uh, and they want to keep on showing up on defense. And their defense is really, really good. Linebacker core of, of Chase Nappy, Gavin Prendergast, uh, Dan Miller and Gavin Galuli played a phenomenal, phenomenal game. A really, really well-coached unit. A terrific secondary. Strong on the defensive line. Uh, Zachary Ladopoulos and Hudson Raritan both had huge games. Uh, their corner, Davion Wimberly, is going to shadow uh, shadow whoever Summer's top receiver is. Uh, it's probably got to be a low-scoring game for Niskayuna to to go out and win this game, but they've kept everyone. They're, they're allowing one touchdown to basically everyone for the last month, so I can't doubt them. 
it's just it's such a hard game. This is the, this spot in in the semifinals is the tripping up point for a lot of Section Two teams yeah. over the years. So, so who are you pick it. I'm gonna go with Niskayuna. I just it just feels like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I was to look at it matchup for matchup, Somers might be the team, but. You know, sometimes you just believe in the team of destiny, and this seems like a team of destiny, uh, this Niskiyun team. And what's really fun is a lot of this team is coming back for the next couple of years. And well, I'll, I'll go against you here because I went against you last week. And I went a perfect 5-0, by the way. There you go. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go with Summers in this one. And the other uh, ace semifinal will be uh, Union Endicott against Hilton. So um, any thoughts yeah, we'll see. We'll see who ends up. Yeah. Uh, you know, those, Union Endicott's a traditionally tough program down in Section 4. Uh, Hilton is a program that, if you follow uh, wrestling in New York State, produces just about every great wrestler uh, in, in Section 5. Uh, but uh, if Union Endicott's there, that's one of those teams that you very much often see uh, at the Dome in Syracuse as a state finalist. And the other game on Friday is in Class D. Uh, Cambridge Salem will take on Mariah at 3 o'clock. Uh, Cambridge Salem is up to 12-0 now. They beat Alexander 12-7 to last week. And then Mariah beat Tuckahoe 2019. So we could have a nice close game here. Yeah, this one could be a tough one. Mariah's a team that always gives teams trouble. Cambridge-Salem, it was a weird one because that game got pushed from Friday to Sunday. So Cambridge-Salem's playing on very short rest here uh, after that win. It brought Almworth toughed out a win, uh, which is good for them because they really hadn't been tested uh, in a good long while. Uh, Mariah's a team that we've seen in this spot, Section 7 squad. Uh, Always, you know... Those, those teams out, those Section 1 Class D teams uh, are often, you never really know what you're going to get with a team like Tuckahoe. So tough to see, but Cambridge-Salem very much uh, experienced uh, as a coaching staff getting to this point, even if the team itself is coming off a couple of tough years. This is where Cambridge-Salem expects to be as a program. Now the question is, you mentioned they played Sunday. How much is that going to be a factor with just a short, short uh, week? That, that could be a factor, uh, especially considering it was a tough, tough game. Uh, it's not insane. You know, we've had plenty of times where a team plays Saturday and then plays Friday. Cambridge Salem is a team that's very, very used to that. So realistically, what you're just doing is losing the, the Sunday off day. The hard part is they're obviously going to have to be going through walkthroughs, you know, Thanksgiving morning, uh, which is tough for both them and uh, and this year. Even the teams that are playing Saturday, uh, the holiday week is going to disrupt your practice. But also, you lose a couple of days that so you're not in school, so that helps. So who do you like in this one? Uh, I think Cambridge-Salem gets back to the Dome. This is a team that's kind of been built for this all year. Uh, powerful, powerful running game. It's going to be tough for Mariah to stop. Yeah, I'll go with Cambridge-Salem as well. The other game in Class D, uh, Tioga will take on Randolph. Three games on Saturday will start the Class C matchup. Uh, Warrensburg, Lake George, North Warren. This is not a... Um, Error here, folks. They beat Gouverneur 85-34. That mean that. Did you you saw that? Play? I saw I saw uh, our good friend Pete Toby out at the uh, out at the Post Star post that score, and my little reaction was, "Wait, what?" <laughs> it was a double take. Uh, I would not have been surprised if that was if it, if Warrensburg scored in the 60s. They've done that pretty much all year. 85 is uh, a comical number. Uh, this team has scored 600. And 54 points. They've allowed 86, and 34 of them were last week against Gobernor, Uh in a game that they won yeah. 51. This the numbers on this team just boggle the mind. It's crazy. Yeah, uh, they, yeah they'll take on um, O'Neill, who's 10 and 2, and they beat Westlake 38 to 6. What do we know about O'Neill? Uh, the the weird thing with O'Neill is this is a team we actually will know about a little bit, and Warrensburg, Lake George, North Warren will be able to get some scouting. Uh, from a fellow Section 2 team. They played Ravina 
back in the middle of the regular season, handled Ravina pretty well. So this is a very, very tough matchup. These are probably the two best. These might be the two best Class C teams left in the state. Uh, O'Neill's 10-2, but uh, that likely means when you're down in Section 9, there's not a ton of small school teams down there, so they're probably bumping up a couple of times. But they beat the Section 2 Class B champions and beat them pretty handily. So this has the potential to be maybe the best of the state semifinals. Who are you liking here? I mean, math says Warrensburg, Lake George, North Warren. When this team loses, it will shock me. They have just absolutely smashed everyone. Uh, Could they lose a game? Yeah, they played a couple of tough games against Schuylerville, but it just seems like this team is this utter machine that is built to end up uh, in Syracuse next weekend. Yeah, and um, I'll go with uh, Warrensburg, Lake George, North uh, Warren as well. Uh, the other semifinal in, in Class C will be General Brown against Lackawanna. On to Class B, and the team I picked to win, and you didn't, Ravina, Quayman, Selkirk. They'll take on Pleasantville on Saturday. Uh, Ravina beat Peru 35-19 in Pleasantville. At 11-0, beat Port Jervis 33-7. Yeah, this is a, it was a real good win. Ravina, they lost in, in that spot last year. And, uh, again, ter- they've got a terrific running back in Aiden Lochner. He's as good as any Class B running back, really, in the whole state. Uh, the quarterback, Luke Mistich, made a few big plays in that game. Uh, went out good for them because they were the one Section 2 team that had to travel. They went up uh, to Osable Valley, beat Peru, uh, who is always a team that can, that can give Section 2 teams some trouble. Pleasantville, on the other hand, they're a team that's kind of uh, used to being this spot. I believe they were a team that really uh, rocked. They were the one team in, uh, that actually beat uh, a Joe Girard-led uh, Glens Falls team in a uh, in a state playoff game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe his junior year, they were the team that really made things tough for him. They're 11-0, impressive state semifinal win, and... Uh, you know, whoever wins this game, they're probably looking at what is the preeminent kind of middle small school state power uh, in the state. Main Endwell in a state final, they play, Main Endwell plays Batavia, but yeah. it's very hard to say Main Endwell's not going to get to the dome. They pretty much and always yeah, do. It's like an annual virtual yeah. there for yeah. yeah. If you're a Class A or Class B team, you're probably looking at playing Main Endwell at some point if you want to win a state championship. Uh, if we're getting to a pick. I picked against Ravina last week. Uh, I do like this Pleasantville team. Uh, any any Class B team out of Section 1 is usually pretty tough, and they have a history of, of being tough against Section 2 teams. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Pleasantville, too. I think the variety ends for Ravina. Sorry, guys. Uh, as we said, May and Well will play Batavia in the other semifinal. And wrapping things up, Saturday is the Class AA game with CBA going against Newburgh Free Academy. CBA 12-0. They beat Pittsburgh last week 27-6, and... Uh, uh, Newburgh Free Academy edged uh, Carmel twenty six twenty, and Carmel was the top team in Double uh, A. Yeah, they were they were they were number four in the state rankings, but ahead of them were uh, two Catholic schools and one New York City public school. So they were again essentially the top NISFA team out there. Uh, not that Newburgh Free Academy is used. Newburgh Free Academy is a team that's in this spot all the time. Uh, very much a uh, traditional uh, ending point for a lot of Section Two teams is a matchup with the likes of. Newburgh Free Academy or, or New Rochelle is very typical. Mm-hmm. Uh, CBA did what they do. They, they played great defense. That game uh, only went about 43 minutes. It was stopped midway through the fourth yeah, quarter. There? Uh, I, again, from, from eyewitness reports, there was a bit of a skirmish uh, on the Pittsford side uh, of things. Some kids got a little bit uh, overzealous after a CBA interception left in the game. Looked like some of their frustrations carried over. 
and then it just seemed like the coach, either the players quit or the coach took the team off the field, uh, was upset with how the players were conducting themselves. Again, we I haven't seen video from what happened, but uh, the game was the game was over. Uh, CB and just seemed like frustrations boiled over, and it ended to the point that Pittsburgh uh, called things off with about five minutes to go. Pittsburgh was a weird team. They were coming in with about a 500 record uh, into that game, so bit bit of an interesting... Don't know how much CBA was really tested in that game. CBA's been tough throughout the whole year, uh, and I like them to get to the state final. I'm very disappointed that CBA of Syracuse did not make it through Section 3, so the dream-slash-nightmare of CBA versus CBA <laughs> is gone. But this is another team that's very much been been built for this all year. I, I'll feel bad uh, for CBA's David Clement, uh, their star tight end, who's missed the whole season. He'd be the CBA player who'll be playing in Syracuse next year and won't be able to be on the team if they get to the dome uh, this week. But they are that team. It just seems like Donald Jones will will them to victory. Jameer Pitcher, their excellent running back, Chuck Volans, their tight end. Uh, it's a team that is so. So tough to spot. I believe that the two coaches of these teams uh, are also very good friends. Yeah. So it should be a very fun matchup. But I like the brothers. Yeah, I'll throw the brothers as well. The other matchup uh, in Class AA, Cicero North Syracuse against, I'm going to take a breath, Lewis J. Bennett, Olmstead, Middle Early College East. Thank what? you, Section 6 <laughs> Buffalo City School Mergers. It is, it is always a nightmare. There's a lot of those merged teams. I assume they have some sort of nickname that's easier to prefer uh, perform uh, refer to them by uh, for all of our sakes if C- for every sports writer in the state let's just hope CNS gets there CNS will have a home field advantage next week if they're in Syracuse but that's a it's a little bit easier than L-J-B-O-M-E-C <laughs> I, I, I thought awesome. reading Warrensburg Lake George North Warren was bad <laughs> no that's a combo that's too, that's too much <laughs> unbelievable well Adam appreciate you been doing this all fall season I know you're going to be off next week so uh we appreciate you doing this, and uh, we'll look forward to doing this again next season. Absolutely. All right, that's Adam Schindler of the Gazette coming up. Awesome Union College Hockey Talk here on the Party Shots Podcast. Hi, this is Daily Gazette sports reporter Will Sprinstead. I hope you and your family have a wonderful holiday season and a prosperous and healthy 2023. So, how are the kids? Well, Emily made the honor roll. Oh, good for her. Yeah, we're really proud of her. Tyler, on the other hand, though. What's going on? He's been moody lately, just feeling down and not like himself. Oh, we've been there. Nick was struggling last spring. He was so anxious and stressed. Really? What helped? Well, he joined the soccer team. And ever since, he's been a lot happier. He has more energy, he's less stressed, and he's definitely in a better mood at home. It's made a huge difference. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad he's getting out of the house, he's getting some exercise, and he's off his phone for once. It's been good for his mental health. Sounds like it's been good for your mental health, too. Participating in New York high school sports improves students' physical and mental health. Encourage your son or daughter to get involved. This message presented by NISFA and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association. Hi, this is UAlbany men's basketball coach Dwayne Killings. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette sports editor Ken Schott. Welcome back to the podcast. And as I mentioned, uh, got some union uh, material for you. The men's hockey team is off until December 3rd. Uh, when they resume action against Northeastern, the uh, team is wrapping up their uh, final exams for the first trimester. 
And uh, before they uh, went into exams, they had a media availability last Tuesday. And uh, the, the captains of the team, uh, Connor Murphy, uh, Ben Tupker, and Owen Ferris were there. And I started the questioning with uh, Connor Murphy concerning his uh, uh, cramps again that forced him out of the Harvard game uh, recently. And um, we talked about that and other topics on Union Hockey. All right, start with you. How are you feeling? Feeling better. Um, luckily, the uh, cramping didn't get too bad during the game. I kind of started to... I started to feel it in the third period, and um, I didn't want it to get any worse, so that's when I kind of called Cheryl over, and she just kind of told me to, to step out of the net and just call it because she didn't want it to get any worse than it was. Yeah, so, you, you skated toward the corner there, and is that, at that point did Cheryl say that was it? Yeah, she just told me to skate around and see how it felt, and then pretty much as soon as I stood up, they started to, my legs started to cramp up again, so I kind of knew it wasn't really going to get any better from there, but... How concerned? I mean, it was a little warm out this past weekend, obviously. And now we're in finally in fall mode here. So, I mean, does the weather maybe play a factor, even though you're playing inside this weather? You know, yeah. The humidity, maybe. Honestly, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what's kind of like the root of the problem here. But um, I, it definitely could be because I was sweating quite a bit. So, um, I don't know. I'm. We're still trying to figure out kind of where it's coming from and what the reason for it is. But. Um, Hopefully I'll have some answers here in these couple weeks that we have off and I can kind of kind of attack this thing head on, so we'll see. How important is it to have this time off? Uh, you know, obviously you want to get ready for that big game against your former team uh, December 3rd. So, I mean, how important is it to have some time off and heal uh, get, instead of that, that way you'd be ready to go? Yeah, it's, it's very important. I think not just for me, but for everybody, you know, we have – some guys that are a little bit banged up here and there, but um, it's going to be beneficial for everyone on our team to, uh, you know, have this couple weeks off and kind of recover from everything, and honestly, just clear our minds from all the uh, all the previous stuff going on. And you know, we uh, we have some time to to kind of capitalize on our mistakes and things that we need to change. And um, like yeah, like you said, for the cramping, it, it's definitely going to be important just to try to talk to some people and try to get some answers as to why it's happening and see if there's anything that I can do to fix it. Uh, ben and Owen, obviously the time off, after exams you'll get back on the ice. I mean, what do you guys think you need to work on as you headed back into uh, play in December? We'll start with Ben. Uh, I think it's just consistency for us. I think that um... – you know, we know what we what we can do as a team. It's just about stringing together wins, and I think that um, that's kind of the next step for us is just being able to put together two solid 60 minutes, and I think that we've, we've shown that um, here and there, but it's about making that and happen every single weekend. So um, I think whether that's we're shorthanded on the power play, even strength, just, just making sure that whatever it is that we're, that we're dialed in with our systems and our structures and that we, we bring it every night. Yeah, I think I'd reiterate that consistency is probably the biggest thing. Uh, we've shown that we can do everything it takes to win a game at different points, but stringing it all together. And I think uh, kind of a second point on that would be scoring first. I think that's been a problem for us being able to come out hot, and we've had games where we've dominated the first five, ten minutes, but haven't been able to get that, that opening marker. And I think that just changes the whole pace of the game and rather playing on the back foot, trying to catch up to a lead rather than you know setting this, uh, the tempo um, with a goal in hand, um, I think it's going to be huge for us because we're a strong defensive team, and if we can play with a lead, um, you know, we're a scary team. 
How would you assess this team's play so far uh, as we get into the break here? I'll start with you, Connor. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we've been doing a pretty good job for the most part, but obviously, like both Ben and Owen said, there's a, there's some things that we need to tighten up, and we're going to take this time during the break to do that. And, um, you know, obviously every team has has the issues where like they need to uh, they need to fix their certain things but we're gonna try to tackle the ones like the consistency points like they said and um, try to make sure that every single game we're ready to go for whatever battle we have as far as the penalties I mean it's been up and down every games where you've been guys have been disciplined other games where you've not been disciplined is that something is that a work in progress as the season goes on? Yeah, I think it is. And I think our problem has been they sort of stack. So we take a couple penalties, we get frustrated, and then it, it stacks, and we, we end up taking more. So I don't think we're an especially like dirty team or you know, we're a team that has a problem. I think it's some of it's a little bit of like emotional control and keeping a calm bench where we don't get in those situations where they snowball. Um, so I think that's something that we can focus on a lot in the next two weeks where we spend a bunch of time together and um, you know, we sort of deal with those like off-ice, non hockey-related things where it's um, you know, something we can do as a team. Um, so I think that's sort of the key there in terms of staying out of the box. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. I think in terms of assessing how our team's played, I think that there's a ton of positives that we can take from this. Um, you know, we've, we've faced a lot of good teams. And we've hung in with, with basically all of them, and we've had some good wins so far. So I think there's a ton of positives to take from that. In terms of just, um, you know, staying out of the box, I think that's just something that comes with experience I think we have a um, you know a lot of new guys and a lot of new faces and I think we are a bigger physical team so I think that'll come as the season goes on and just learning what's going to get called and what's not so um, yeah I'm happy with where we are and, and what we've done so I think that this break will be good and we'll come out of it even better. Up next is the head coach Josh Halji and we started the conversation uh, asking about uh, the uh, situation that had happened in the Harvard game in the second period late in the second period when they had the uh, uh, coincidental major penalties put up on the scoreboard, which turned out to be a mistake. Well, let me ask you the first question: Did you contact the league about these penalty, the five-minute majors? Yeah, the, uh, the league reached reached out to me yesterday and uh, apologized. It was, you know, there, so it was a mistake. It was a mistake uh, on on the crew's behalf. Um, you know, they again the league apologized, and uh, you know, I. It does fall on us, so I mean, no matter what the situation is, we got to handle a little bit better. And um, even though it was four on four, um, we, we got to defend better in those situations. So, good learning experience. But um, you know, I, you know t- did they did they say that they maybe miss like applied a rule with the coincidental penalties? Yep, it was basically just a you know a rule misinterpretation. And um, you know, I, I thought overall the ref the refing was fine in the game. It just they made a mistake there and. Um, you know that that's something that's going to happen in the game. It's all about you. You are going to be off. You know, obviously, they're probably not going to be practicing while they're on in exams. Uh, when you get back to uh, getting on the ice uh, next sometime next week, what do you what do you want to do? Because you have plenty of time to prepare for the uh, Northeastern game on December third. I, I think the big thing is just making sure we're keeping our conditioning up and that we're playing with pace. Uh, we want to play the game fast. Um, I, I don't think this is a time for us to be banging bodies and crashing into each other it's going to be getting up and down the ice surface and and, and really just focusing in our structure and our details in our game um, I think we can tighten a few things up and that'll be is this will give us a good time to do that what's 
Anything specific you need to work on? Well, I think we want to play five inside the dots when you know pucks are down below, below the goal line and, and in front of the net, just you know having a little more structure to our team defense. Um, the the one thing we were talking about as a staff is we're still you know we're all learning and growing together as a staff. So just some of our our language of you know making sure we're, our terminology is all the same for the guys and just tightening up all those small details that you know when you when you work with someone for a year or for multiple years you, you already know um, just it's a good time for us to um, you know all keep growing together and making sure we're, we're all coaching everything the same way I, mean, I talked to the guys about the penalties um, it's, been, it's been an up and down here for games where you've been disciplined other games where you've you know taken too many penalties what, what's where do you find that balance and you know trying to be consistent with uh, you know being smart and not yeah. taking penalties. I mean, obviously there's going to be penalties, but it's it's the ones, the avoidable ones like the offensive zone penalties or um, the retaliatory penalties. We're a really good team when we play with passion and energy. And when we play with anger and frustration, we're we're not as good. So for us, it's it's finding that balance of playing with that, that passion and excitement and energy to be playing, but also, you know, not, you know, taking a run at somebody because you're mad or frustrated because things aren't going your way. So I think it's finding that balance. It's controlling our, your emotions and just focusing on the next shift. And I, I think that's something that, um, you know, we're going to continue to to improve on. What are your plans besides practice? I mean, you're, you're going to be out on the road. Is uh, a good, pretty good time to you know, get out and recruit. Yeah, I think, you know, throughout these next two weeks, we're going to have at least one staff member gone at all times, um, you know, really trying to, you know, get out and, um, take advantage of this, and hopefully we can get some, you know, commitments for for the future. And um, we've had some guys in on visits, and we're going to have some guys in on visits in the in the next couple of weeks. So for us, this is a really important time for recruiting as well as developing our hockey team. What about health wise, some of these guys? I think, you know, getting, you know, we should be getting Billy back full strength with this during this time, getting everybody kind of with bumps and bruises healed up. So um, the biggest thing is just to be able to take a step back mentally and physically. Like today we took off just to, to give them a c- complete mental day of, hey, if you need to study, study for your finals tomorrow and there, you know, as the week progresses here. So for us, this is a really good time to just kind of take a step back and, and relax and, and then get focused as we, after finals. I'll be back to wrap up the podcast and have the latest winners in the Daily Gazette's You Pick a Football Contest. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. Hi, this is Daily Gazette Director of Content Michael Kelly. I would like to wish you a happy holiday season and a great 2023. High school sports don't just happen. There's a ton of work that goes into every single athletic event. And we have our school's athletic director to thank for a lot of it. Thank you. For scheduling officials so I can always play the game I love. For ordering quality athletic equipment so I can stay safe on the field. For mentoring my coaches so they can be the best role models for me. For coordinating transportation so I can get focused for the big game. For helping us develop character and learn lessons that will benefit us for the rest of our lives. Thank you to our AD for always creating a positive experience for us. We'll never forget it. 
From all of us at the NIAAA, thank you to every athletic administrator in New York for all you do to enrich the lives of your students. It does not go unnoticed. This message presented by the NIAAA, the National Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Hi, this is Mark Kestisher, the voice of the NBA on ESPN Radio and college football on ESPN Radio. I grew up in Gilderland. I'm a proud member of the 518, and I go back over 30 years with Ken Schott. And when I'm not listening to his Schottsky radio, I'm listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette sports editor Ken Schott. Here's Ken. Back to wrap up the podcast. The Week 11 winner in the Daily Gazette's You Pick'em Football Contest was Rebecca Stevens of Troy. Rebecca wins a $100 Hannaford gift card. Congratulations, Rebecca. The VIP winner was Andrew Krauss of Glenville Beverage. I was 10-4 last week to improve to 102-61-1 and, and continue to lead the standings. My Gazette colleague Adam Schinder was 8-6. He is 96-67-1. I'll announce the winner of the You Pick'em Football Contest, and that winner's name will appear in Thursday's Daily Gazette. To play in the contest, go to dailygazette.com and click on the You Pick'em Football banner. Keep checking out DailyGazette.com and the print edition for the latest updates in news and sports on how COVID-19 is affecting us in the Capital Region. I want to thank all the doctors, nurses, and first responders who are dealing with this situation. We appreciate the job you are doing in this difficult time. If you have not gotten vaccinated, please do so. Do it for yourself, do it for your family, and do it for your friends. That wraps up another edition of the Parting Shots podcast. I want to thank Adam Schinder, Connor Murphy, Owen Ferris, Ben Tupker, and Josh Halgey for being a part of the show. If you have questions or comments about the podcast, email them to me at shot, that's S-C-H-O-T-T, at dailygazette.com. Follow me on Twitter at Slapshots. The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of the Daily Gazette Company. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of the Daily Gazette Company. I'm Daily Gazette Sports Editor Ken Schott. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Parting Shots podcast studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good sports, and happy Thanksgiving.